good Thursday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Thursday Night Throwdown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG, sitting beside the man, the myth, the legend, the midnight rider. We are on, here. Man. What's going on? Uh, I don't know, man. Let's get it going. <laughs> you know we got to start it early. Now, we here, Thursday night, pregame show. We got we got some things that we need to talk about. We can't talk about everything because some things we I wanted to talk about, but we're going to talk about that on Sunday. And that has to deal with Brett Favre and being a welfare queen. But <laughs> we'll get to that Sunday. But now, here's a question. First question of the night. Clean or dirty? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me show you exactly what I'm talking about. And then we'll discuss it real quick. That hit right there has been the topic of discussion for the first half of the week. And we asked the question in the group chat, was it clean, was it dirty? And here's the question. Is it clean or is it dirty? I say clean. Uh, he wasn't engaged. They chipped. It was a chip block. Michael Parsons, oh, that needs to be taken out of football and this, that. I don't want to hear all that. Keep your head in the swivel, player. Well... I guess I got to be devil's advocate on this. And it's, it's a reason. There's only one reason why. If you're going to litigate out hits where the guy is facing another way or the hit, the blind side hit, I think you kind of have to take this into account and try to legislate it out. It's, if we're playing, if this is all player safety and that's the umbrella that we're trying to fit this under, then yes, you should legislate it out. But it's a clean hit and he deserved to get the hit, and honestly, I don't know why they stopped doing it because I'd have had him peeking the whole time. He'd have been having his eyes to the side of his head trying to figure out where it's coming from next because that boy's bad, and it's no need to let him get on the road too early and too soon. And that that one thing about him is that is that now we are Washington fans through and through, but you got to recognize talent. That dude is a monster. And seeing him last season, during hard knocks and him not wanting to come out of the preseason game against Atlanta, I think it was. I said, I like him. That yep. mode, he was like, I, do I got to come out? No, dog. I don't want you to get hurt. But he was getting to Tom Brady more than anybody else all Sunday night. Mm-hmm. You had to do something to slow him down. It was a chip block. That was that. Personal experience. And it taught me a lesson. I was on the kickoff team and I'm running down the kickoff. I look up, I'm watching the ball. I got a defender in front of me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to hit him with the whoop whoop and spin on him. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to spin. And oh. next thing I know, when I spun, all I know is I was looking at sky, my feet, and I was twirling around doing a, a 360. And then I landed on my butt. Mm-hmm. What was my lesson learned? I never did that again. I kept my head on the swivel. Well, that's I mean, it. Gotta, that's all. When it comes to guys like that, I mean, if Doc Walker was calling this game, every time you need a hero, he was there to be a hero for the Cowboys. He kept them in that ball game the whole time. So, um, yeah, there's definitely no reason why the hit was illegal. But, again, I think if we stay within the scope of where the league is heading, um, hits where you don't see it coming are going to be something that we're not going to – we're going to eventually legislate, legislate out. So just be ready for it. Don't be shocked. Being shocked, no, never. But bottom line, 
I think it was a clean hit. I don't think it should have been all this talk. It shouldn't have been nothing. It was just good football. It's going to be talk because we're in an age of sports information. And if you, again, follow the scope that they're telling us, if you follow the breadcrumbs to grandma's house, the grandma's house is safe football. And if we're getting there, this is one thing that's in the way of us having the safe football that they're talking about. So I think it has to be legislated out if that's their goal. And that's going to tell me a whole lot about the goal of the way the rule changes are going if this stays in the rule book. Okay. Moving right along, sticking with the Cowboys. Okay. Question that I've been asking all week, are the Cowboys finished? Uh, Dax out six to eight weeks, thumb surgery. Um, I always hate to see this cat go down. I like that. Um, I really I pull for him because I think he can be upper echelon. He had the line in front of him the last few years. The line's not there this year. Um, he's out six to eight weeks. They're going with Cooper Rush. They also have Will Greer on practice squad. And Will Greer is another one. He's in that line with West Virginia quarterbacks. It's him, Geno Smith, Pat White. All okay. three guys I thought were going to be pretty damn good players in the league. And yeah, I got nothing. I mean, Will Will Grizz still has time. He still has time, but they're going to go with Cooper Rush, not Will Greer, not Cam Newton, um, not Colin Kaepernick, uh, not Robert Griffin III. Uh, they're going to go with Cooper Rush. Are they finished with this decision? Well, I think Jerry just went on his show last I mean, on Monday saying that he's thinking that Dax will be back by week six. I just saw that on Bleacher Report. So we may not get that full 6-8 window. Um, having broken my thumb before, it does heal. Depending on where you break it at, you can get back sooner. It's just hard to grip a football because that's your pressure point. So I don't see the need in rushing them, but they're probably rushing because Mike McCarthy thinks he's going to lose his job if this team doesn't make the playoffs or make it to a championship game. So with that in mind, I think you have to do it. I think you have to take every chance you can. Can Cooper Rush keep him afloat? Yes. The problem is they're going to need all hands on deck. You're going to need special teams to make plays. So um, the return game is going to be very much more important and the kicking game. You're going to need the defense to be strapped in. And you're going to need some of that turnover magic from last year where you led the league in turnovers or creating turnovers. You're going to need that again. And then – you're going to need to find some semblance of a running game because you can't have Cooper Rush throwing the ball 30 to 40 times and expect to win. I think he has to sit in that 20 to 28 window, um, keeping it short, getting CeeDee Lamb involved. Their only problem is I don't know who the other guy is. They lost Wilson, like the kid that was there last year. Um, you trade Cooper, and then you, you, you had Gallup hurt. I just didn't like the plan coming in for their receiving core. So we'll see what happens next. And speaking of their receiving call, we also asked the question about A.B. Would he be a good pickup? But that's another story. Now, we're talking about thumbs. Now, I got a ball here. As you can see, I'm right-handed. Good grip, right? The other-handed guy. If that could actually pull a Terry Bradshaw, get that there, it takes a little pressure off the thumb, and you can deliver a strike if you practice it. Because, you know, Bradshaw wasn't a laces guy. Bradshaw right. was tip of the ball, boom, and he threw some pretty deep balls. Maybe Dak may have to alter the way he throws the ball 
as you know the way he grips it and things like that but i don't i'm 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 not 100% sure coming back early is a good thing because when you break bones and you come back early calcium deposits are possible right. and right. look at what calcium deposits did to Kurt Warner in New York and all now he was still in St. Louis at the time doing when he had that calcium deposit removed and it affected him for a couple of seasons until he got to uh Arizona right. then he started wearing the glove on the hand and he resumed back being the guy that he was right so, so are you i'm sorry this is me i'm, I'm asking you a question because are you going to go out and bargain bin shop because that's all you can do right now i mean i'm i'm thinking i've been expecting the phone to ring for uh uh, uh howl or somebody from our roster heineke or something to come to, come to uh, dallas rescue but are you okay with them going with cooper rush to be a game manager when the dude does not have the he doesn't have the the experience to be the game manager they need him to be that they can at least go if you're saying six weeks six games or, or five weeks five games at least to go three and two at least to go above 500 does he have it i mean you got to make him have it you make you lay you put yourself in this bed by starting the season with him as your backup. Like the NFL has changed the backups role. Backups now to be seen, not heard. Mm -hmm. So you, that's why you have guys like Cam um, and some of these other guys that have a little bit more experience and probably have a little bit more viability in their bodies and in their careers, um, not getting these opportunities just because the league has changed how we value the backup quarterback position. We just need a guy to get us through, the guy that knows our offense, that we can put it in a short time, short window, and I think this is what this is. If this is going to be a two- to five-week window, I think they're going to be comfortable not calling anybody and sticking with Rush. Now, if Rush goes out and it looks bad, they'll panic. They'll hit the panic button, and they'll get somebody in. Again, I don't think it's going to be a top-level guy. I think it's going to be somebody that has worked in a system or a system similar to what they have, so you can cut down on the translation of the verbiage um, for the guy. You cut down that learning curve. Hmm. You 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 know what's crazy? We don't have the 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 era of two quarterback systems like the Kelly and and, and Frank Wright, where if the back if the starter goes down, the uh, backup jumps in and there's no no missing, it's no misfire. And then that's all because of the cost of the quarterback position. Like now that you're paying the guy 40, 50 million, you're not gonna sit that guy. You're not gonna have that guy behind him. You know, a situation like we go back even to the 70s where Bob Greasy's backed up by Earl Morrill. That won't happen in this era. You won't have a guy like Earl Morrill that can win ball games consistently for you. You're going to have what the, what the commanders have here, which is um, Heineke, who can just – he's a manager. He can do a couple things. He won't sink the ship. You know what I'm saying? You won't fall off the bridge with him as your quarterback. You can go 3-2, and 4-1, and one and hope for the best. I think that's what Dallas is trying to gamble on here. But I think this is going to be a big week for Zeke and a big week for Pollard. Even if you see Pollard catching passes out of backfield, making short, quick reads, because the offensive line isn't solid right now. So I think Pollard's a guy that's going to have a huge week. Mm -hmm. You know what's going to happen? They're going to wind up calling Roger Stallback. <laughs> They're going to bring Roger the Dodger back. That's the only hope they got. 
Well, but, I mean, if they were playing the Redskins, they could get a guy like Clint Long or somebody to come back because for some reason Dallas backup quarterbacks did a thing to him. Steve Berline in 91. Troy Aikman was out. Steve Berline came in. Him and Michael Irvin beat an undefeated Washington Redskins team in 91. They lowered the boom on us. Exactly. And you know what? I'm sitting here. I, I, I got to show this. Of all things to have in my collection, uh, I like sitting here with the card book at my Uh-oh. back and call because I get to bring this bad boy out and I get to showcase some things. But one of the, the best things that I have in this book, and it, 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 it <laughs> it's crazy because it's such a painful time, but I like to look at it to remind me of the pain. And it was week 13, 1991. And what do I have for the week 13 replay of 1991? But Steve Berline and Michael Irvin. Wow. Who was that? Fleer? They did you dirty. Pro set. Okay. Pro set. Good old pro set. But uh, this, this notebook has seen better day. I've had this notebook since I was in seventh grade. It's been through hell and back. And a couple of different moves too. At least you so, got yours. Shoot, I just got rid of my high school, uh, my high school book bag maybe like three weeks ago. I, I was a little upset about that. I, I was hurt, <laughs> but it had dry rod, and I was like, oh well, guess I got to get rid of it. it. Was held the bottom was held together by safety pins, so I was like, yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> oh yeah, because you can't put nothing in if you hold it together with safety pins. Now, only thing yeah. was in it was the cards, but I was like, I got to get okay. rid of it now. Last but not least, we got a game tonight. Let's not forget that. We got a game tonight. The Kansas City Chiefs are hosting the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Chiefs are four-point favorites. Over-under was 52-and-a-half. Went up to 53. Um, Everybody's banging the over. <laughs> the Chiefs and the Chargers, I believe they come into this game 1-0 and and 1-0. and Indeed. It's a so, matchup. Yeah, and it's a divisional matchup. You got the young upstart L.A. Chargers um, versus the dominant Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, kickoffs at 8-15. Um, here's my thing. <laughs> we look at this game. We got Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. And I think when, when, I, when I think of Justin Herbert, I think of Patrick Mahomes as well as uh, Mac Jones, uh, Joe Burrow, even Justin Fields and Trey Lance, I think the quarterback position is in good hands in the NFL. Agree, totally agree. I think um, this Justin Herbert, if he played at Oregon, he'd have been the number one pick overall, even with Joe Burrow's success, because he's got the classic size um, in the pocket presence, and he's got the gun. So I think if he had shown any of this at Oregon, um, cause I remember that he was, I think I had him in one of my lists, like fifth or sixth, And it was just because every time I saw him, I didn't see this arm. And then the first week of the season, he plays against us. It's like, Oh, okay. That's why the guy's top, top three, top four, you know? And if we saw that at any point in time before, I think he's not here, but you're absolutely right. The young quarterbacks are in a good position. You have Burrow as you name, you have, um, I even think Tonga Valoa may get a chance to actually show some, some potential here just because of the weapons he has and the the scheme guy that he has in Mike McDaniels. Um, I'm kind of biased because he's a Kyle Shanahan guy, but I think you can get some things off of that. But again, back to what we're talking about, Mahomes versus 
um, Hubert, um, it's going to be a nice matchup. I think we're going to have both guys. It's going to be weird because I think the Chargers ends Bosa and uh, what's my man from Buffalo um, that's there now that used to be in Chicago. Where's 52? Mac. Khalil Mack. So I think Mack is going to be the guy where they're going to be the – they may change this game into where Kansas City might not be able to get off like they normally do. So there's a shot for the under, but that's the only way the under hits is if Khalil Mack and um, Bosa just live in the backfield. What you think? I think Khalil Mack is still a game changer. And what's crazy is I said last week, I said, damn, Khalil Mack is in L.A. Mm-hmm. He's been awfully quiet. And Bosa, them Bosa brothers are a problem. All they, The Bosas and the Watts are a problem. And they, they're a good problem. Only problem that I have with them is injuries. But they are a good problem. And I, I think we're going to see a run of dominance. But if they get off and they get to them, they get to Mahomes, and it looked like it did uh, a Super Bowl two years ago. Right. And you, you can go ahead and chalk this up as a W for uh, uh, the Chargers. And think about it. On the offensive side, you wouldn't have never got Herbert. If that doctor wouldn't have punctured to Rod Taylor's lung. Uh, well, I always had a joke um, the last couple of years. If you're a young quarterback, you want to get drafted wherever Tyrod Taylor goes because you know you're playing in a couple of weeks. It, it may not be week one, but you play in the first six weeks no matter what. And then just do your thing and you take over the job. It's happened everywhere he's been. Yeah, yeah that is true because uh, let me think. It happened in Cleveland. Yep. Uh, it happened in Buffalo. Wasn't wasn't he in Houston? He was in Houston. It happened in Houston. It's a trend. The, the thing is, I remember him at Virginia Tech. He was another one of those guys. He was in that in that realm. Like, okay, he's going to be pretty good because we're seeing we're seeing flashes, but he's pretty good. But I mean, I was so young in play evaluation, man. I thought Marcus Vick was going to be a beast. Oh my god. I have, a oh great, I have a great story about that, but that's for another time and place. But um, <laughs> Tyrod, I just always thought he had the arm. And because of his arm, he was going to be able to stay in the league. And he's done just that. Uh, and I think some guys, if you can just stick around and be around enough, you'll get a 10-year career out of this and you'll be okay. Uh, I think the kid that was at Notre Dame last year, Cone, I, I know he's on somebody's practice squad. I don't know who it is right now. But I think he's the type of guy, he could, he fits the mold, he's a smart guy, and those are the top two things you need um, when you're doing this is if you're a smart guy and you can learn the system, they'll keep you in the system. You just got to get the right coordinator. Mm-hmm. Gino's been in the league for a long time. Uh, even Tavares Jackson, he leaked up with um, the guy from the, from Minnesota and followed him everywhere he went and ended up with a 10-year career. Like It's, it's yeah. amazing how offensive coordinators – fall in love with certain quarterbacks. And if they're in the league, you got a job. True indeed. True indeed. Uh, Shanahan was like that from his time with the Raiders to with the 49ers, the Raiders, back to the 49ers to the Denver Broncos. He was like that. He had guys that had were, were with him in that offense Yeah, at every stop. Walsh was like that. Uh, sure. Seifert was like that. If you were a Seifert guy, you always had a, 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 a job. And you said something about Notre Dame quarterbacks. And I'm going to tell you one that I, I think that 
you got Jordan Love in Green Bay with Matt LaFleur and everything, but I always thought that he would call Everett Golson. Matt LaFleur being, you know, the quarterback's coach with Everett Golson, and you shaking your head. Man, you don't understand the joy that I, I had watching him play the first time and the second time because, remember, he left, came back. Mm-hmm. The joy I had watching him play because I saw something in him, and I saw a – young rg3 a young 2012 rg3 because the way he ran the offense the hand movements the way he just moved us up and down the field but it's like we couldn't play with the big boys at that time and what was that 2014 i went to my first notre dame game at fedex field they played navy and he was the quarterback and we got down early then all of a sudden he started rolling and once he started rolling i was like oh this is over this is over. All the Navy fans start rolling out and all the Notre Dame fans were there. And I was like, y'all don't understand. This is what we do. We go down early and then we start rolling. And I thought he was going to take that to the league. And I'm like, this guy, what is he, 5'10", 5'11"? Okay, fine. Russell Wilson's 5'10", 5'11", if you want to be truthful about it. Again, we go back to the ultimate thing, which is arm talent. You can be 5'10", 5'11", and have a cannon. and You'll stick around. You'll make something happen. But if you... If you have mediocre arm strength, they're not they're not keeping that. Mm-hmm. But let's let's get back on this because I just saw Mahomes go across my screen, and it's like he has three plus touchdowns in twenty nine of his sixty four career games. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like forty five percent of the of the times he plays, he throws for three or more touchdowns. It's the highest percentage in NFL history. That's that's just again that's what we're talking about. The game being in good hands going forward. Mm-hmm. And I think when it's all said and done and we start talking about now, we have our generation. That's the, you know, the 80s, the 90s quarterbacks, the, the Dan Marinos, the Troy Aikmans, the the, the Joe Montanas, of course. Uh, um, we The Jim Kellys. We have our generation. Now we got another generation. And it seems like it's more to this generation. And then when we start looking at it and like I look at Josh Allen and I say he's he's going to be. One of those guys we reminisce on, whether he wins the championship or not, you're going to look at him and be like, yeah, he was upper echelon when he played. And I feel the same way about Mahomes. Mahomes had success early. And I think one of the keys to his success, he wasn't expected to come in and save the franchise. He was com- he was expected to come in, carry the clipboard, sit behind a vet, learn, and then c- jump in here and do your thing. I'm sorry. I, I, I just thought it was a matter of time. Um, because I remember seeing him make a throw rolling left, throwing right, throwing the ball 50 yards down the field on the money mm-hmm. um, when he was at Texas Tech. And I was just like, nah, that's that. Alex Smith can't hold that off. If you're sitting in practice and you you hearing something go, and you hearing something float past you, I don't know, brother. It's just not going to happen, man. It's just not hey. happening. I'm sorry. But what's crazy is when you got a veteran, especially a stubborn veteran at quarterback, he's going to do everything. But it, that 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 type of talent breeds competition at that quarter at that quarterback position. So, oh yeah, you think you can do that? Watch this. Then next Sunday, he did that in practice. Next Sunday, you know that veteran gonna go out and try to throw four touchdowns. He gonna throw four touchdowns, four hundred yards, and walk past you and be like, "Yeah, I'm still a starter." Yeah, but I mean, it's just like in any given Sunday, you know. You can hold Willie Beeman down, and you can't hold Pat Mahomes down. So that, that is true. The solid vet can do as much as he want, but I mean, talent. They say cream rises to the top, 
So that's definitely the kick, kicker here. So I just don't see any way where that was gonna he was gonna hold him off. I I was just too high on Mahomes, and mm-hmm. it falls into my thing of I like strong arm quarterbacks. Like I will I will die on that hill as an evaluator. That's my hole in my game. So yeah, and like right now there's a kid in um oh um <laughs> there's That's a kid the- up in um Tennessee that yeah I can see that um but back on this game I think. The kicker with San Diego is on defense. You got the Bosa and, Hill and Mac connection. And then that safety, as long as Derwin James is healthy, he's always a playmaker. He's always made this defense better when he's got his health and he's on the field. And last but not least, who are you taking tonight? Oh, simple. I'm going with the Chargers. Ooh. I changed my mind. I, I, I had Chiefs Ooh. all day. This is the second show I've done this. I've had, <laughs> it's the second time I've done this. I've gone all day long. Talking one team, and then when I get on the show, I'm like, I talk myself out of it. Matter of fact, you did that Sunday with yes, the yes, Green Bay, is. Minnesota, because you had Green Bay all day, and you chose yep. Minnesota. Yep. Damn. I might have to follow your lead, because, I look, I lost that Minnesota game. <laughs> I might have to follow your lead. But no matter how hard I try, I can't bet against Pat Mahomes. I can't bet against my homeboy. But I'm going I'm, – I'm, I'm going to say Chiefs. And it's gonna be close. We gonna get we gonna get over fifty three, but it's gonna be it's gonna be close for sure. So, in parting, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, tomorrow night we got a little something something coming up as far as Washington fans go. Joe Theismann has his football life premiere tomorrow night. Uh, I think I'll record that so I can watch that in the comfort and quiet when all the kids are gone, so I can enjoy that. Um. I think the last football life I watched was Sean Taylor. And I was like, yeah, I, I was, I was tore up after that. Like I was, yeah, that was a tough one. That was a real man, tough one. You talk about tough. I'm, I'm, I'm secure enough in my manhood. <laughs> <be known. laughs> I went, I was living at home. My mom's man. I had moved back home and I watched that. And she asked me, was I okay? I stood in the doorway. It was like, no, I laid across <laughs> the bed and cried, man. I cried for 30 minutes. But I mean, yeah, that's just the impact of who he was and the type of guy he was, man. And yeah. it was just sad to see him that way in that situation because you actually saw the the maturation process of a kid um, who wasn't getting in at first, and he actually got it, and it was just all starting to translate. And that game mm-hmm. in Green Bay where he had like two or three interceptions and he dropped two more or something like mm-hmm. that, it was like that was the game that for me just I didn't have doubts before, but if there was anything that like this is a lock. We just gonna wait for Canton to come calling. He was that was that mo- that was that a game for me. And you know what? I was very very hard on him starting out rookie year. I was hard on him because I was like, he got too much talent. He's trying to do too much. Don't try to do too much. Let it come to you, young fella. And I was like, don't look for the big. Hit. It was a game against the Cowboy. He was looking to light Keyshawn up. He knew that they were gonna go to uh, Keyshawn, and they went backside to Miles Austin. And I was like, God. And I was like, okay, we got to learn from that. And seeing how he put it together, I was exactly. like, okay. But uh, so what else we got coming up this week? Uh, we got, of course, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the, the WrestleManiacs are in on Saturday. I hope for okay. that. I think it's, uh, I, I want to say it's the People's Choice and myself. That's People's Choice, he, that's the producer on that show. So he's the, he's the booker man. So I will, we'll find okay. out about him. And, of course, Sunday. 
Sunday, we got our Sunday Rise pregame, 11 a.m. right here, Facebook Live, Twitch Live, YouTube Live, everything. So we got that, and then um, after that, I think I think we 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 depending on how Washington plays, I think we got to come back Monday with that DC Sports rundown. So you know, everything three shows four days for your listening pleasure. So we appreciate you listening and watching. Anytime, all any day, just just check us out, man, please. Most definitely. And then make sure you, 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 you like, subscribe on every platform. That way you don't miss anything. Because we got 22, so it's no excuse. All right. So with that being said, that's the Midnight Rider. Well, I'm sorry. That's the Midnight Rider. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here.